Welcome to Houston Sports Talk with your host, Robert Land. Thanks for checking into the best Houston sports podcast. And with me for his weekly NFL and fantasy football hit is Andy Rio, who's written for a number of fantasy football websites for over 20 years. And Andy did college this past weekend kind of get you warmed up for the NFL? Oh, absolutely. There were some great college football games for sure. Florida State, LSU, Pitt, and West Virginia, Penn State, and Purdue. Lots of good stuff this weekend on the college side. Yeah, and my coups uh, pulled out a, a tough one, too. And um, before we get to uh, our first uh, question, I, I just want to remind our viewers and listeners, Andy's talking fantasy football every week with a big-picture NFL perspective. So it won't be too esoteric for the non-fantasy fan. Plus, we'll start off with the Texans matchup each week or some sort of Texans angle to get you guys sucked in a little bit. As that leads me into this, Andy, the Texans, they got blown out twice by the Colts last season, but they moved from Carson Wentz, the Colts did, to Matt Ryan during the offseason. What are your general thoughts on their move at quarterback and just that overall matchup? Well, I think it's an upgrade for Indianapolis. I mean, part of the reason why Carson Wentz is gone is because he failed to get the job done in a game against Jacksonville at the end of the season, and I think there were other ongoing issues. Uh, Matt Ryan probably has about two to three more years left. I mean, they're hoping he can give him what Phillip Rivers gave them a couple of years ago. Uh, I personally think the Colts will win the AFC South this year. Uh, so I think it's a good move overall for Indianapolis. I, I think that uh, Ryan will do well in his new home. Uh, obviously, the AFC is incredibly loaded with quarterbacks. So I'm uh, not picking Indianapolis as a Super Bowl representative, but I do think they're going to win the South. All right. So let me ask you a little bit about the point spread. And by the way, quick reminder to those that are trying to support us, you can subscribe, like, and comment on YouTube. That's a great way to do it. I look at every comment. So you're going to be heard and Andy, are you surprised the Colts are an eight-point favorite on the road for this one? Not particularly. I mean, the Texans, I think, are going to show some progress this year and be better than they were last year. But most odds makers still would have them among the worst teams in the league. And as I mentioned, uh, not everybody's going to share my sentiment about the Colts, but they were a nine and eight team last year. And a lot of people do think they're going to win the division. So uh, you know, obviously, I think there are reasons for optimism with the Texans to a degree, but I'm not terribly surprised by that spread. Do you think the Texans can cover this or are they going to get blown out again? <laughs> I think this game's going to be more respectable than the games last year, but I would not be surprised if Indianapolis wins by like 10 to 14 points. From a fantasy perspective, are there any Texans or Colts players that are maybe a particularly good or bad play based on the matchups in this game? Well, certainly everybody wants to see how Damian Pierce does in his first real test as the Texans uh, lead running back. And his odds are, for success are going to be enhanced if uh, Shaquille Leonard, uh, formerly known as Darius Leonard, Indianapolis's uh, really good linebacker, is unable to play. So I think Pierce obviously is going to be the center of attention. We want to see, of course, how Bill's and Matt Ryan do in their first starts, but both go into the season as fantasy backups. Uh, certainly, uh, Jonathan Taylor has had some success against the Texans and is a great play, as he always is. It'll be interesting to see with Indianapolis how uh, Michael Pittman performs, because most people think that he's going to be uh, a breakout performer in his third season. Uh, we'll also see 
how the uh, secondary receiver position goes for the Colts. Uh, Alec Pierce, rookie from Cincinnati, that would have played against the Cougars last year. Uh, Paris Campbell, both involved uh, with the offense. I think a lot of people think Pierce will emerge as the number two target in Indianapolis. Also, Mo Alley-Cox uh, has an enhanced role at tight end. He's flashed at times. He's probably going into the season where he's not on a lot of fantasy rosters, but could be an interesting pickup. Uh, as far as the rest of the Texans go, obviously people will be looking to uh, see if Nico Collins uh, starts taking that step forward in his second season. A lot of people will. And Brandon Cook's, of course, a solid play. And no T.Y. Hilton this time around. And and that was usually the easy fantasy play for anybody when T.Y. Hilton played the Texans. Oh, yeah, absolutely. At this point, he has not resurfaced with the team. And that's probably, given his mastery of the Texans, is another reason why that game could be closer this time around. All right, let me get your thoughts on the big matchups this week. And maybe the best one coming off last year's playoffs is Buffalo at the Rams, the defending champion, hosting the AFC Conference runner-up. What do you see in here? Well, for Buffalo, uh, it's an opportunity to see if Gabe Davis indeed thrives as the number two receiver in that offense. He had that huge playoff game in Kansas City, and he has been a guy that the fantasy community has been buzzing about like crazy, a very volatile player in terms of people's opinions. It's also an opportunity for Isaiah McKenzie to potentially solidify his role as the slot receiver in the Buffalo offense and basically any receiver with significant playing time in the Buffalo offense uh, can be a fantasy threat on any given week. Also will be an opportunity to see how Buffalo distributes the carries further with uh, James Cook, the rookie, the brother of Dalvin Cook of Minnesota, factoring in the backfield with Devin Singletary and a seemingly revitalized Zach Moss. For Los Angeles, uh, the storyline to watch is the running backs, really. Cam Akers and Daryl Henderson both have been dealing with some injuries this offseason. Uh, some are speculating on if Akers will be the lead guy, which most people think the Rams want him to be, but Henderson has definitely been hanging around. Also, the debut for Allen Robinson uh, with the Rams. He's playing with the best quarterback he's ever played with in Matthew Stafford. Uh, it appears as though L.A. may not have Van Jefferson, their third receiver. I uh, wouldn't really expect anybody else to uh, be a factor there outside of uh, Cooper Cup and Allen Robinson and Tyler Higby in the passing game. Cooper Cup, of course, an awesome play, as always. Who do you like in this one? Well, I, I hope Buffalo wins, personally, and I, I think they have a good shot to do it. Really intriguing matchup of young quarterbacks, 49ers and Bears, Trey Lance, Justin Fields. You got to love the opportunity to see those two guys go up against each other right off the bat. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, the 49ers, uh, you know, Kyle Shanahan always seems to create fantasy intrigue with his backfield. Uh, but heading into the season, it looks like Elijah Mitchell clearly has the lead role with Jeff Wilson uh, as the change of pace. So the quarterback situation is really where everything is fascinating with the 49ers because they still have Jimmy Garoppolo and not many teams have a backup of that caliber. So there is some pressure on Trey Lance to start fast out of the gate. This is a good matchup for him. Uh, maybe the Garoppolo situation becomes a factor as the season goes on, but uh, certainly a prime matchup uh, with Chicago. And pretty much uh, with the Bears, uh, this is Justin Fields' team. The backup is Trevor Simeon. There's not a threat uh, for him to be benched, really, but the offensive line is not great. And outside of Darnell Mooney and Cole Komet, the receiving cast is suspicious. Uh, it'll be also interesting to see if Khalil Herbert uh, eventually starts to take some work away from David Montgomery 
in the backfield. Uh, you know, Fields probably is going to be a backup for most teams this week. It's not the most ideal matchup, but he does offer fantasy intrigue because of his running ability. And by volume alone, I mean, I definitely like Darnell Mooney throughout the season. You like the 49ers in this game? Yeah, I definitely think San Francisco will win. The sexiest game this week. And I'll say that from a national perspective, I guess, is Tom Brady versus the Cowboys. You know, two of the most profiled <laughs> teams with Brady and, and Tampa and, and, of course, the Cowboys are the Cowboys. What are you looking at with this one? Well, on the Tampa side of things, I mean, obviously you expect Tom Brady's going to be great. It's been kind of a curious offseason. I think the main storyline to watch with the Bucks is Chris Godwin, their outstanding wide receiver. He's coming, of course, off uh, an injury last December. And it looks like Godwin will definitely be a contributor in the near future, but uh, he may be somebody you may want to keep sidelined for week one if you can, just because well, there's a chance he may not go, but also he's going to be shaken off the rust even more so than Brady. On the Dallas side of the equation, certainly uh, fantasy owners, are, a lot of them have been hoping that Tony Pollard will overtake Ezekiel Elliott uh, this year. I'm not sure that's going to happen, but I think we're going to see Tony Pollard involved enough to be a viable flex player or RB2 on a given week. Also, it'll be interesting to see uh, just how good C.D. Lamb is. I mean, many people are expecting a third-year breakout for him. All right. Texans fans are going to have their eyes on the Browns all season with draft positioning at stake. They get their old friend Baker Mayfield in Carolina, the Browns do. In week one, can Baker exact revenge against that tough Browns defense? Well, I think he's got a shot because how many points are the Cleveland offense going to put up this week? I mean, with Jacoby Brissett leading the way, certainly if Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt can get going, it's possible the Browns may be able to post behind their running game. But if they don't put a lot of points up, uh, Carolina may not need a whole lot of points to win the game. So I, I think that there's a chance for a Carolina upset this week. And Certainly, it'll be interesting to see Christian McCaffrey. He's healthy again. He's had a couple of lost seasons, but if he stays healthy, he can be the number one running back in fantasy. And as far as DJ Moore goes, he's been a very good player for the Panthers these past couple of years, but hasn't had the quarterbacks. Uh, I'm not the biggest Baker fan in the world, but I think he's the best quarterback that DJ has ever played with. So uh, Carolina, with uh, those three pieces, I think are going to be interesting to watch. And then the Browns, you know, obviously, we're going to expect a ground-heavy plan. Uh, Amari Cooper could be started, certainly, but uh, I really wouldn't go beyond Hunt, Chubb, or Cooper as far as options for the Browns this week. Maybe David Njoku at tight end, but uh, I'd, I'd say that Chubb, Hunt, and Cooper are kind of the big three at the moment for Cleveland. It feels like the Browns might have to play this like uh, the old-school Browns, the Paul Brown <laughs> Browns with running and we got it. We got to give it to Jim Brown. Well, they've got, you know, not one Jim Brown, but they've got a couple of guys that can maybe fill that role. Is that, is that how you kind of see it playing out for the Browns this year? Is just, we're going to do ball control, run the ball and, and try to get wins that way. Yeah. Uh, until Watson comes around. Yeah. Uh, I mean, they're definitely, that's where their most talent is obviously. I mean, Nick Chubb is a really good running back and, and Kareem Hunt's a good running back as well. Even Dearness Johnson, the third string running back has had some nice moments like last year on a Thursday night against Denver. So I, I think Cleveland will be very old school this year. Aaron Rodgers won't have his safety blanket, Devante Adams. So how does he handled the Vikings and new coach Kevin O'Connor. What do you see in an early 
NFC North matchup here? Well, this is a very intriguing matchup from my perspective because this is the first opportunity we're going to see Rodgers without Adams in the regular season. And there are some uh, reports out that Alan Lazard, who was thought to be in the lead role for Green Bay, may be iffy this week. That's definitely something for fantasy owners uh, to look out for. And if Lazard can't go, uh, will preseason sensation Romeo Dobbs quickly become Green Bay's leading receiver? Christian Watson, who was picked uh, in the second round, actually ahead of Dobbs by Green Bay, may actually be a factor. He could be back this week. And, of course, there's old reliable Randall Cobb and uh, some questions also about the availability of capable tight end Robert Tunyon. So uh, I kind of want to see this game to see how Rodgers fares and see what receiver might start to get a leg up in the Green Bay offense. They also have veteran Sammy Watkins. And also to see the running back distribution between Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon, both uh, very capable players. And Green Bay can anchor that uh, offense to the running game. But, you know, if you got Rodgers, even if you don't have the receivers, you got to let him throw some. Minnesota, of course, uh, very intriguing this offseason with Kevin O'Connell taking over. Uh, I'll be interested to see how Kirk Cousins looks against a tough Green Bay defense. Justin Jefferson uh, poised for fantasy and world domination right now. So it'll be very interested to see how he performs against, uh, you know, a tough secondary Jair Alexander company. And, of course, there's also old reliables in the Minnesota offense, such as Dalvin Cook and Adam Thielen. So uh, that could be a fun game up there in Minnesota. I mean, Aaron Rodgers... He, he he's going to have to find somebody, right? There's going to be one guy that in fantasy that's just going to have to, that's going to jump because Aaron Rodgers has got to find a, a, his safety blanket, right? Wouldn't you think? Well, in, in theory, they've talked up a committee, but Alan Lazard is the guy that has the most experience uh, in that system that's potentially fantasy viable because even though Randall Cobb has a lot of uh, experience there, uh, he's, Certainly at this point, just more of those reliable, one of those reliable veteran types as opposed to a guy who could really anchor the receiving game. So uh, if Lazard can go, uh, obviously, I think he has a chance of doing well. But Romeo Dobbs is certainly worth watching. Yeah, it's hard to believe from a Texans perspective, of, as we saw Randall Cobb here, that he's now a guy that couple of years later relying on in some way with green bay uh let's move to uh mac jones and Tua facing off in an early afc east tilt it's not as thrilling as brady and marino but what has you intrigued with the patriots and the dolphins and, and these two guys facing off well interestingly enough and it's uh you know kind of hard to say this about a bill belichick coach team but will the patriots be a train wreck on offense i mean they don't have josh mcdaniel's anymore belichick obviously uh you know cut his teeth in the league as a defensive coach uh but he always had mcdaniels uh you know or somebody reliable on offense uh calling the plays and you know helping to run that side of the ball but i mean he's had guys like matt patricia and joe judge who have failed head coaches that didn't cut their teeth on offense uh leading the way i mean i think mac jones is a promising quarterback but you know, is there a chance that they're just going to sink the joint out this year? It's possible. Uh, they have a deep group of receivers, but nobody really stands out. I mean, the most intriguing fantasy player uh, this offseason there has been Ramondre Stevenson, a second-year running back, but something will get more playing time than Damian Harris, who had a lot of touchdowns last year. So, I don't know. They, you know, probably have kind of a vanilla fantasy profile, the Patriots do, but uh, there's going to be interesting to watch in a lot of ways. Uh, Miami certainly is interesting to watch. I mean, this 
is the best supporting cast that Tua has with Tyreek Hill coming over from Kansas City. Jalen Waddell had missed some time during camp, but he looks like he's going to be healthy for week one. And, of course, they have Chase Edmonds and Raheem Mostert uh, now in the backfield. So Edmonds was one of those guys on draft day that uh, was a little bit of a sleeper, and we'll see how he functions because we know Mostert is capable. We'll see if he usurps Edmonds in any way, but I expect Chase to lead that backfield. Uh, New England's defense can always be tough, but they've had some personnel losses on that side of the ball. So it, it might be a decent day for the Dolphins. You've seen a little bit of Tua, you know, since he's come with the comes with the Dolphins and, and, you know, he's got receivers now. I mean, what, what, what do you think he's capable of? Like, what is his ceiling from what you've seen of Tua so far as a quarterback? Well, I think his ceiling is that he can be a decent starter. Uh, I'm not sure he's going to be a franchise quarterback, but I mean, I think with a lot of young guys, we often see them look really awful or really good right out of the gate. I think he kind of falls in the middle. So I think he's got a good coach with uh, McDaniel coming over from the 49ers and everything like that. So I think we're going to see uh, the best that we've seen from Tua so far this year. Uh, and like I said, I think he can develop into a decent starter. He may not be Mahomes or Burrow or Herbert, who he's often compared to because Miami took him over Herbert. Uh, but I think there's problems there. Like a decent starter means what? Like a Ryan, Ryan Tannehill or Derek Carr? Is that what you're talking about? Or Probably, yeah. I mean, if I would put Derek Carr ahead of Ryan Tannehill at this point. So, yeah, I think, you know, he could be one of those guys that could be a decent, uh, you know, long-term starting option. Yeah, Derek Carr, I'd say he's better than Tannehill, but, you know, Tannehill a couple of years ago looked like he was a much uh, better quarterback than I think the Dolphins thought he was going to be when he was with the Titans. Um, let's move to uh, Russell Wilson, who opens the season against his friends in Seattle and the NFL schedule makers did a little magic this week between this one and the Baker Mayfield revenge game. So you got a couple, uh, the Baker Mayfield's more of a re revenge game. This is just kind of, you know, old home week, I guess, with Russell Wilson and the, and the, uh, you know, facing off against Seattle and the Seahawks. Yeah, and I certainly think he's going to get off to a very good start uh, with his new team in Denver. Uh, it'll be interesting to watch uh, how the pecking order is with the Broncos. I mean, it's a fairly narrow tree right now with Portland Sutton, Jerry Judy, and uh, Albert O, our old friend from Mizzou and everything. And uh, they may have an opportunity to get up on the Seahawks. And if that's the case, Javante Williams and Melvin Gordon will be factors. I think pretty much this week is a start all your Broncos week uh, in fantasy for sure. And most of those guys were drafted as starters. Gordon maybe was drafted more as a backup, but I think he could certainly help teams in need of a flex. As far as the Seahawks go, well, you know, the quarterback situation's not going to be good, but, uh, you know, I, I guess we can certainly see how Geno Smith fares in his first game. Uh, Denver's defense is also should be a pretty good play this week. Uh, Tyler Lockett, DK Metcalf, both very talented real-life players. Uh, this is going to be a test for both of them in fantasy this year to see if they can overcome Smith and Lock and still put up uh, okay numbers. Uh, right now, Rashad Penny looks like he'll be leading the Seattle backfield. Uh, Kenneth Walker, the rookie they drafted out of Michigan State, is ailing, may not play in week one. So uh, Penny's worth a shot on volume. We all know Pete Carroll loves to run the ball and everything, but outside of him and uh, Lockett and Metcalf, uh, I would have a hard time starting anybody on the Seahawks. 
overall, you look at the week in general and what game do you feel like, because I know you like to find the best games and watch them. Which one are you going to have your eye on or game or two games or three games? And I know in your house, uh, you got a little bit of a Steelers fan there. So I know you got to follow what's going on with the Steelers. But uh, if, you, if you could choose two or three games this week to, to keep an eye on and you're going to be watching, which ones would those be? Well, the Steelers game would probably have been more intriguing had Kenny Pickett won the starting quarterback job. And he's definitely putting the heat on Trubisky, but uh, that's probably going to be a Cincinnati victory, I, I would say. They, they had some good success against the Steelers last year. Uh, I'm definitely intrigued by that Green Bay-Minnesota game because it's a new-look Vikings team. It's in many ways a new-look Packers team, and both teams – capable of uh, delivering a lot of fantasy gold this season. So I'm, I'm very intrigued by that game. I'm certainly intrigued by Buffalo and the Rams, certainly intrigued, of course, by uh, Dallas and, and Tampa Bay, because those are two uh, high-profile spots. Kansas City and Arizona should be fun, too. I mean, you've got Mahomes and seeing how he'll gel with his new supporting cast. And Kyler Murray, obviously, uh, going to have to go without DeAndre Hopkins for six games. So, uh, it'll be interesting to see uh, how quickly he and uh, Marquise Hollywood Brown rekindle their old Oklahoma connection. Yeah, it turns out if the Texans still had Deshaun Watson and DeAndre Hopkins, neither one of them would be playing for the first six games of this season. And obviously Deshaun for right. the first 11 games. Um, one of the things that I'm, I'm kind of curious about, because we did talk about it last time, the Bengals, you know, they were a Cinderella team last year. And there's always that uh, hangover the following season for the Super Bowl loser. Do you, do you think the Bengals are going to have a hangover? Because it was weird because, they you know, this is a, a young team that got to the Super Bowl and, and not much was expected of them. Not, now they're going to have a little bit of the pressure, but at the same time, they were so young and their two stars are so young and so good and only going to get better. Maybe there isn't a Super Bowl hangover. I don't think there's going to be a hangover for Cincinnati. I would expect them to make the playoffs. I'm not sure I would pick them to get back to the Super Bowl, but I think Joe Burrow has great leadership and intangibles, and I think he's going to make sure to will them to the point where they're not going to have a big hangover. It's possible they could lose the division to Baltimore. I think the Ravens are poised for a comeback year, but I, I definitely still see Cincinnati as a playoff team. The AFC is just so tough that, you know, Cincinnati could have just as good of a regular season you know, as they did last year, which maybe even a little bit better because they were 10 and seven and kind of snuck up on folks, of course. But um, yeah, it's just, it's a tough conference. I mean, you know, you got Mahomes, you got Herbert, you got Russell Wilson, you got Lamar Jackson, you got Josh Allen. So, you know, I don't think they're going to have a full on regression at all, but uh, it's just going to be tough to get back to the Super Bowl just because the, you know, the whole conference is a landmine. Yeah, definitely. And it's it seems like the AFC is really at such a higher level than the NFC these days, right? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I want to remind all of our listeners that we're going to have a Texans Colts preview tomorrow with a Colts insider, somebody that can give us a little bit of insight from a different angle. I'm going to try to do that as many weeks this season as I can get you guys an insider from you know, just showing what the other team's looking at, you know, and, and what we have to look at with that matchup. So uh, just a reminder for Andy, you can follow Andy at Andy Rio on Twitter. It's R-I-O-U-X is how you spell it. Of course, just, uh, you know, that should be easy to find. We'll, we'll have it. If, if you're on YouTube, you'll, you'll see it 
at the bottom of the screen when we start things off on the show. You can reach out to him if you have any fantasy questions too. And Andy, I can't wait for the NFL football to get underway this weekend and we'll catch up with you next week and find out what happened. So uh, thanks so much, man. You're welcome. See you next week. You're listening to Houston Sports Talk. Hey, you can support the show by subscribing on YouTube and commenting on the videos. Listen to Houston Sports Talk on Spotify, Apple, Stitcher, and Google. Don't forget to tell a friend and share our show on social media. Spread the word, everybody. Thanks for listening.